I've always wondered what's the difference between taking pictures and being a photographer. I'm going to talk to a strong woman of color next here on Breaking Into. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Breaking Into. It's such a good song. God, they knew how to harmonize and everything. Uh, but the words. Yeah. This is when they wrote songs that have meaning. Yes, they don't do this anymore. Now we have Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Which I do kind of like the song, though. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Breaking Into. I am James Lodge, your host, and I'm glad to be back. And I have a great guest. Of course, there's a little Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, for those of you who don't know who they are, go on the internet and find them. <laughs> find out who they are. They're really good. They have some great stuff out there. Um, I have a great guest. You know, I try to bring you really interesting people on this show, and this person I feel is very interesting. We'll get to know her even closely and her work. Um, she's a photographer who lives here in Southern California, which is a great city to take pictures of. And we're going to show some of her pictures of her community series that are, I like them. We're going to talk about each of the pictures and what I think and things like that. But she's also about confronting social you know, constructs and you know, challenging the system a little bit, which we all need to do now. Yes, we need to do it now. All of us obviously do that. Um, she also has a co-founded the Black Dove Film Club, a collective and for a collective of and for women of color. I want to talk about that too, photographers. So let's get started with Homegirl here, Cynthia Guillen. Hi, James. See an applause. <laughs> Welcome I to like the show. It. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. Um, you can follow us, of course, on social media at um, Breaking Into is a page on Facebook. So we are there. Go ahead and like and subscribe. We are on iTunes and we're on YouTube under Black Hollywood Live. And you look for Breaking Into and you'll see my logo that's behind me and all that. And have all the other stuff there. So, okay, first thing I want to ask you, because I, sure. I, I do, I, I'm just really curious, what, what, in your, what in your opinion is the difference between a person who just takes pictures and a person who is a photographer? Well, um, everybody thinks they're a photographer <laughs> <Yes>. nowadays. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I'm on Instagram. No, yeah, it's great. Yes. I mean, I think the, the thing that I like about photography is the intention behind mm. it. And I think a lot of people, I mean, you have phones and you can just pull it out and take yeah. a picture. Yeah. Um, but I think, for me at least, what's really important is about what you're trying to say when you're snapping. Mm. So, you know, it's about kind of focusing on a subject versus everything else that's around you. Ooh, interesting. Okay, um, yes. And I think people who think they're photographers usually think that they are because they can take a pretty image now mm. with phones or yeah. editing, but, I mean, I don't know. I sound... No, I just want your opinion because I mean, she, you're not a snob like that. Just, I just oh, want, I, I'm a little bit a little of a photo okay, snob, okay. yeah. Okay, she is. She is. <laughs> but no, I mean, because people now, because we're in this age where of... Of everything is self-production, self. I mean, obviously, a lot of things are like that, and some of them are really good. But there are people who are really just taking pictures. They're not really. I like the way you say focusing on an actual subject or seeing something that rest of us may not see with our eye, but they capture it in a picture. Right, right. And for me, it's also the the relationship with the person behind the camera and the subject. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I try not to just shoot things because. Look, there's very beautiful photography that's like mm -hmm. flowers and landscapes. Yeah. But um, even then, I think it's really intentional. I think those kind of photographers that are big names have some intention behind it. I think it's important to kind of step back a little bit and not just snap for the sake of snapping. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also like kind of goes with me why I like to shoot film. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I'm saying I'm a little bit of a snob because okay. I think... You know, with digital cameras and phones, it's just so easy. You know, you can take a yeah. hundred pictures yes. and not really give it any thought. Mm -hmm. But with film, you really have to, like, you have 36 exposures, sometimes yeah. less, and you really have to kind of step back and 
look at everything. Yeah. Now I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little tiny little shout out to my engineer right now, Marissa. I took some pictures when she was in Michigan that she showed me that were really good. Yeah. That that was like she actually captured like the moments. Yeah. And I'm saying that like a lot of us. I don't think I'm a photographer. I take pictures. I'm not a photographer, but I know when I see good pictures. Right. I know I look and I say, oh, they they're actually capturing a mood. Yeah. And I admire yeah. that so much. Yeah, I, I think that's that. really important. Um, I've had two photo shoots in the last couple of years. Um, but two different, very different photographers, Kimberow and uh, Doug Freyritz, That to me, it was about me. It was, a, it was about me. So mm-hmm. they brought things out of me that I had no idea were in there. I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also a good photographer is being able to engage with your subject, mm-hmm. but not being present in that way. You know, like not mm-hmm. being so. Um, it's not being so evident that you're there or mm-hmm. that you're holding a camera. Mm-hmm. I think the best photographers are. Friends, mm-hmm. you know, they become just kind of friendly and personable, mm-hmm. where you don't even notice that they're covering their face half the time with the camera. That's funny, you're, and you're so right. And that's the things that we we did one photo shoot at con, uh, the uh, Disney concert hall. Mm-hmm. That's L.A. Great, they have great landscaping, great yeah. just like lines and shapes. Yeah. Um, and just, but he was just so nice. Doug was just so nice. He was just like talking to me. And as he was talking to me, he was snapping pictures. Right. And yeah. I kept thinking, we're going to go on a pose. I mean, some were posed, obviously, but most of them were just like me. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the, I think that's the intent of any good photographer is to get their subject being them, not to look posed, to look natural, to mm-hmm. actually capture the essence of the person or whatever it is that they're they're photographing. What does the photographer have to do, in your opinion, um, to, to before he takes pictures to get to that place where they can actually see that, do you think? Um, I, I think it's I think it's a lot about how people see the world in general. I think that's also photographers. I think going back to intentionality, I think mm-hmm. photographers really have a point of view. Yes, you know, I think you have to have a vision, or you have to see the world in a really particular way in order mm-hmm. to get to the point where you're going to be able to capture it. I don't think mm-hmm. that you can just pick up a camera and say, I'm going to be a photographer if you're not thinking about the world around you mm-hmm. and if you're not thinking about yourself in relation to the world around you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you have to put yourself in that place. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I'm, 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 I'm thinking about all this kind of stuff now. I'm like, I'm just like, okay, it's interesting. Like, if you go, to, like, just for example, I'm in Koreatown. There's a place... Um, that I like in the middle of Koreatown. It's like um, it's near the Vermont and um, and Wilshire Station. They have these little places you can sit down. Mm-hmm. And they have these giant like um, fake umbrella thingies. And I, I just remember sitting there one day, sitting there and looking at the sky above me, looking over, there, and just like I felt like I was in the center of something. Mm-hmm. This is also photographer. I could probably got some good shots. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that I think that's you have to really be conscious about what you're seeing around you. And I think, I mean, yes, you can be born with an artistic eye, but I think it's something that can be developed. Okay. Where, you know, you spend some time looking at photos or you spend time looking at art and you kind of see certain patterns and the way things kind of work visually. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's something that you can kind of develop, but it's something that you have to work at. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, even if it comes innately, I think it's something that you have to continue. Not take for granted, obviously, and like work with it. Yeah, you have to, you have to keep... You have to keep looking. You said something that's, uh, that I, my philosophy um, when I do all these television shows, is I try to make the camera disappear. Mm-hmm. When I'm with my guests, when I'm with people, I just, the camera, it's there, it's my friend, we're here together, but I don't 
feel like it's a bar- I don't want it to be a barrier between me and my yeah. who are watching. So mm-hmm. you said that with cameras too. You're right. When I had my photo shoots, they were there with a camera between us, so to speak. Yeah, because a- anybody, I mean, you put you know a machine in front of your face, yeah. people are going to lose that connection. Yes. And so the key is to be able to capture people, but them not notice. Yeah. That you're, you know, distracted. Because you don't you never want to look distracted. You never yeah, want to look like you're right. not paying attention. Right. You never want to look like you're not, you know, connecting on some level with your subject. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes people self conscious, yeah. I think. Yeah, because you know, I've seen people, not my own photo shoot, but some others, where the person is like answering phone calls and looking at the phone for texting and they're taking pictures at the same time. It's like you like, like, well, are you with me? Or are you not yeah, with me? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on? And you're never going to make somebody feel comfortable mm-hmm. in any situation if they don't think that you're with them. Right. So let's show some of your commuter series. Sure. Uh, so you look up there. We're going to show. We're going to just kind of talk about a little bit about each one of these. I love this one. First of all, I saw it. It made me feel just several different things. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this one? Um, so this was walking around downtown, um, where I was just I was walking around with two of my film cameras, okay. wanting to just kind of capture people and, and mm-hmm. talk to people that frequent downtown yeah um whether they're homeless or you mm. know, just kind of um this woman was laying out a whole kind of installation it oh, looked wow. like she was very clearly not all there okay okay um mm. but i tried to be respectful and i tried to kind of talk to her and ask what she was doing because what you see at the bottom is a veil yeah so she had attached a long veil oh, to a light post and was kneeling, gathering things around her, putting on her tiara, yeah. getting herself ready. Um, for what? I'm not really sure. The she tiara the tiara spoke to me for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, the action of her putting it on, you can tell she's on the street. Yeah. Um, the way that she's dressed, I mean, it just evokes... For me, when I saw her, I, I just... My first instinct was, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what is it that's so meaningful to you that you're just yeah. going to kind of set up here... Yeah. And and kind of go through. Yeah. Um, it seemed very much like a performance piece. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, she just was. Well, you know what speaks to me. What well, it feels to me. Yeah. I look at this piece and I get a little sad. It makes it makes me feel like she's trying to hold it together and she can't. Yeah. The tiara, like the tiara, stuck out to me of all the, the whole thing. And I don't know why for me it stuck to me, but it felt like she's trying to relive some of maybe her former glory. She was somebody sometime. Yeah. And a lot of people in downtown, I mean, they really are homeless. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Blue Jasmine. No, I don't think I've seen it. Oh, my God. Uh, Kate Blanchett deserved the Oscar for that. She got it and deserved it. It's a descent. It shows a woman who was a regular person at one time descend to madness. Mm. And at the end of the movie, she's basically sitting on a bench talking to herself. And you always wonder how that happens. Yeah. You walk, like you said, you walk by them. And this, this actually reminded me of that, kind of like, wow, who was she and how did she get there? Yeah. But the tiara, it's like, it's like, she she was regal, or she was somebody yeah. who was like somebody, and it really, it really, it really got to me. Yeah, I mean, she really, she really stood out. And the thing that got to me too is that so many people were on the street just walking past, wow. not even acknowledging that this whole piece was happening around them. Well, you know, um, somebody we both know, Joshua Silverstein, has been on the show many times. Um, who connects us? Who is that? Joshua Silverstein. Oh, okay, right. I think uh, I've heard of him. Yeah, some guy, some dude. <laughs> he was my Uber driver um, years ago. That's how we met. <laughs> Um, no, he said something that actually um, stuck with me this whole time about homeless people and people who are on the street. He said that he, his vision has changed about seeing them a certain way, the fact that they just want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Because that's, everybody wants to be seen. Mm-hmm. 
you have almost nothing that doesn't matter. And the fact you see almost walk across the street in the middle of traffic and you're yeah. cussing it because you're, you're in LA, you're trying to get to where you got to go. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it slowly. It's like it's almost like it's just like conscious thing. Just don't you see who I am? Yeah, and I mean that's something that I kind of found out on this day. So not this particular picture, no. but while I was taking this picture, there were this two, is another good one too. There were, you know, I was kind of positioning myself, not really in that moment aware of anybody mm-hmm. around me, and there was a group of men just standing there smoking who were noticing me. Yeah. Um, and then they struck up a conversation with me. One of them looked like he might have been homeless. The okay. other one looked like he could also be transient. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. But, There's a difference, folks. There's a difference. But they they just wanted to have a conversation with me. How funny. So after this, and I turned my camera around on them. I think it's one of the pictures that I that I sent to you. Yeah. Um, I just had a conversation wow. with them for a good 20 minutes. And the next time that I went out to shoot, I ran into the same guy. Oh, my God. So it was kind of like, hey, yeah. you know, nice to see you. And I th- that was my goal in walking out there in okay. that, you know, there are people who we just ignore yes. every day. Yeah. And all they want is yeah. to be heard, yeah, or to be acknowledged. Because most of the yeah. time they're they're not. Come I mean, on. it's a fine line when you're photographing right. them because you don't want to be exploitative, right? But right, you know, building relationships or you know, kind of having the ability to have a relationship. Where the next time I walk over by mm-hmm. Pershing Square, yeah, I might run into him again, yeah. You know, and now I feel like I made a friend, yeah. yeah and my friend. thing is, I there's a couple of uh, homeless guys that are in my neighborhood. I live in I live in Inglewood. Maybe you guys know that I live in Inglewood, and they come out with the cans and stuff. And they actually, I give them my cans, I give them my stuff, and I actually talk to them a little bit. I say hi, mm-hmm. I'm in my garden, and I talk to them. And for me, it's like my brother and I both are like, we don't see him for a while. Like, I wonder what happened. Like, we really yeah. are like thinking, like, wow, I wonder what happened to Jeffrey. Like, where is he? Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, I pop up again. Like, okay, you're yeah. like, everything. Like, okay, you're still okay. You're still you. Not, not that you're still homeless, but like you're still like you're still alive. You're still out there. You're still hustling with those yeah. cans. I mean, there were some times when it was, when last year. Sometimes it was so hot out here, and they were out there every day, just like trudging along. You're right, and no one talks to them. And no one yeah, says nobody, anything. nobody says anything. It's like how they get there. But I like this picture. Let's show the next one. This is the guy that was watching me Oops, That's so take funny. the picture. Yeah, and then. Um yeah, I talked to him. He's and he's the guy that I ran into later. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. You want to show the next one? I like that one. That's Pershing Square, isn't it? Yeah, it's right across the, the street from Pershing yeah, Square. Yeah, the Metro. Like, I recognize mm-hmm. it over there. There. Mm-hmm. It's funny how somebody, some of the metros are trying to get like kind of architecturally kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I know. I see this to me. This is L.A. Yeah, that is my. The- yeah. Where, no, where is that? Is that just two? It's the um, the Harbor Transit. Yes, Center. yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that, and if you you could take actually the metro there and get off at that stop, and you can see all those the, the the interchanges and stuff. That to me is L.A. It's freeway upon freeway upon freeway, and and a palm tree. The palm tree. <laughs> I love my palm trees. I live here for twenty two years. I miss my palm trees. It's why I come home I'm like there's a palm tree. Um, and I like that one. Another one. I like that one too. To me, it's L.A. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, you know, I I love the the color shading in that one. How'd yeah, you get that's, that? How'd you that's get that Union one? Station. How'd you get that? It's uh, beautiful. That one the is light. actually funny. I was so I commuted for oh, many many years from Orange County to yeah. L.A. Oh yeah! Um, oh wow! So sometimes I would take the train, sometimes I would drive. Yeah. But the one at Union Station, the one with the shadows. Can you get to the one with the shadow? Um. There you go. There's that one. I was running to catch my train. Oh, how funny! And I had my Polaroid camera on me and the light just looked really really yeah. good so I kind of just stopped where I was <laughs> quickly took the shot and then ran wow. to catch my train I love it um, and I then it. you know it takes a little while to I love her hat that's what stood out to me the most 
was her hats. And I have, you know, my, my father's side of Ferris in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and them, well, them old gals, my family, <laughs> they love their hats. Yeah. When they go outside in the garden or they go to church or whatever, the big hat just totally, I was like, you go home, girl. I don't know what your story is, but I love the hat. Yeah. So no, yeah, that, that's what stood out to me, too. I was crossing the street, and um, she was in front of me at the crosswalk, and just the hat. And yeah. Was what stood out. Tell you stood out. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more pictures? I can't remember how many I put up there. That's it? Okay. That was as good as I I just liked, I liked the hat. So I was like, <laughs> very cool. Great. You have a great eye. When did you, you realize you had the eye? I don't think I... I mean, it took me a while. I've been shooting since I was around 16. Okay. Um, But I still don't feel necessarily that I have okay. the eye. Okay. Um, I just like to shoot. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's legitimate. I feel I feel like I still have a lot to okay. do and to grow. Which I guess you will as you grow. Yeah, and yeah, you just yeah. will. Yeah. But also, I'm very self-deprecating. So no, that's fine. Be self-deprecating. It's okay. That's hey. fine. Hey, exactly. It's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Um, what was the picture, if there is one, or a series of pics? When because you, you said you're you're in you're in process and progress, mm-hmm. but is there a series or a picture you took and you're like, I'm on the right track. Mm, there were well, so I took a break from shooting for a little while. Okay. Um, but when I got back into it, when I picked up my Polaroids, I think it was maybe the one from Union Station. Oh, okay. Where I was like, oh, okay, I still, I still can do this. You know, I still yeah. kind of, I'm still able to see things yes. that speak to me and be yeah. able to capture moments. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it was around okay. when I. Yeah. That's I a great picture. It's a great picture. Thank you. Um. Okay, so where are you from? For folks who don't know who you are, where are you from? Originally, so tell me. <laughs> I, tell was, me. I was born in Nayarit, Mexico. Okay, very good. And then my parents immigrated to the U.S. when I was six. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, uh, were traditions important growing up for you? Uh, or were you very Americanized? Not really. So I always say that I have the whitest Mexican parents ever. <laughs> So I grew I grew up with the Beatles and Crosby, Stills yeah, and Nash. That's, yeah, I guess so. There you go. Right. There so you go. when I came, so when my parents moved <laughs> yeah, yeah. to South Orange County. Oh, well, you have the South Orange County. Yeah, Orange <laughs> yeah. County. The Orange Curtain. Yeah. Yes. I, you yeah. know, I fit. I think I already fit right in. <laughs> and they're not particularly um, traditional. I mean, they're traditional and, and their mindset is very mm. old school Mexican. Okay. But I didn't grow up with Mexican music. No novella, it's novellas on TV or anything like that. My grandpa watched them. Okay, see, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you came to visit, yes. I got that. But my parents, no, not so much. How does that inform you in your work working with people of color? Because, I mean, you're a person of color. Um, it's caused some interesting moments in my life because mm-hmm. I think people like to think that I'm not legitimately understanding the struggle. You know, mm-hmm. I came here when I was six. My, I did it, my parents crossed on a plane. <laughs> right, yeah. They told me that I was going to Disneyland. Oh, how funny. So, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't know that I was moving to a complete different country. Wow. Um, a trip. Yeah, I grew up in South Orange County. Yeah. My parents worked hard enough to where I never knew that we were poor. Okay. So, um, when I got to college, and, you know, you get that kind of, like, awakening. Yes. Yes. And you, you know, you find certain groups. I did get a lot of pushback okay. of, you don't understand... Or you're not Mexican enough, or that happens to you. Yes, we know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, your parents you never you never felt poverty, or your parents weren't day laborers. You mm-hmm. know, but my parents both worked two jobs between them mm-hmm. my entire youth. Right, they worked hard. They worked really hard. Yeah. Um, I didn't, for sure. I did not understand 
my relation as a Mexican to like other white people in Orange County okay. for a long time. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't even know I was undocumented until I was 15. Wow. So they did a, I mean, I don't know if you can say they did a good job, but right. you know, it wasn't something that was acknowledged. I yeah. never felt different. Got it. Until I did. Yeah. You know, so you and, yeah. until I started to kind of look at the world around me and be like, oh, yeah, I'm brown. Was it a rough transition? Or did you mm. kind of, it was it fine for you? You kind of went into it. I mean, I think I think it's still something that I, I, I go through yeah. a lot. I think it, I still have to fight the kind of stigma of privilege. Mm. Yeah. You know? So I think it's something that I'm still going through. Realizing that I'm brown and things are different, um, I don't think was that difficult. Okay. You know, I didn't have any one particular moment. It was just kind of like a series of little yeah. things that kind of told me that I was different. Yeah. Uh, I was like, the bottom line is you're still a woman of color. Whether you, you, whether there's no one way to be Mexican or Mexican American. There's mm-hmm. no one way to be black and black American. I mean, like, there's many different sides, but you're not white. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. Yeah. None of us are white. I may have white. My father's. I mean, we may have white in us, but we're not white. Yeah. I mean, and I always get defensive, and I feel like I have to tell people English yeah. wasn't even my first language. Right. <laughs> I didn't learn English until I was six. See. So. So it doesn't even matter. It's like be, 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 the basics are the base level is you're a person of color and right. you should be acknowledged like everybody else. Yeah. Exactly. And let's fight the struggle together. Yeah. I mean, like, so tell me your experience and show it to me, and I'll try to you know give you mine and see if we can actually find something together. To, yeah. Yeah. To work on. Yeah. I mean. Like yeah, I don't deny that I definitely had privileges that others didn't. Yeah. But, you know, I've experienced so much that they also have. Well, you should never apologize for what you were given. I mean, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that's just something we need to stop that kind of shaming yeah, of yeah. how you brought up. So you brought up well. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. You can still feel certain things as an adult. Yeah. And want to fight for the struggle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, isn't really who Anne? I mean, so I mean, hey, my parents are educated. I mean, so yeah, they went to college, and they, you know, it's like I don't feel bad about that. Yeah. Because I did wasn't in a gang. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Inglewood. I didn't. I didn't join a gang. My brothers and I, we didn't. None of us joined a gang. I mean, mm-hmm. like we had choices. Yeah. But doesn't mean we didn't live in a place that was still you right. Know, the place. Right. Right. So I like that. I like that. So you never should never you never apologize for how you grown up. That's, that's fine. Uh, but it leads me into your Black Dove Film Club because we were talking about a little bit. Tell me about your relationship with film. Tell me a little about what your kind of first that your relationship with film. And then we'll talk about the club. Stuff. So I started shooting when I was in high school. Okay. Back then, that was all that was available. Um, so even when digital cameras came around, and I think I got my first digital camera when I was like eighteen. Yeah. It was a little Canon. I had one of those. <laughs> I had one of those, yes. Um, that was like 3.5 megapixels. That, and it funny? was like... <laughs> because it cost like $500. I mean, Mine was that at Target. I got it at Target. Yeah. Um, yes. But it always seemed too easy for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think... The, the Speaking of the struggle, I think like the, the struggle inside me is drawn to more struggle. <laughs> How funny. Okay, yes, <laughs> like, okay. I don't like things easy. Yeah. Um. So I could never really get behind the ease of digital. Okay. It seemed to me to take me away from mm. going back to that intentionality. Yeah. It took me, it, it made me step back, but not in the way of like, okay, I'm going to take my time to do it. It made me step away from the focus. Yeah, it's doing all the work for you, kind of. Yeah, it does all the work. I was, instead of focusing on this one thing, Mm -hmm. I was allowing myself to pay attention to everything, Uh, you know? And so my images wouldn't be what I wanted. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so I I kept at it. And then I went to college and studied anthropology. Okay. Um, always wanted to kind of mix the things, but that's when I sort of took a break. Yeah. And then um, after I had children, 
I started wanting to go back. And it, it did start as, oh, I'm going to pick up my camera to shoot my kid. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Natural. Um, okay. But I picked up my film camera. Oh, interesting. And realized that I liked the time that I spent. It wasn't just snapshots of him, yeah. of him. Yeah. It was me kind of sharing in a moment with him. Oh, yes. So it was... It, and then that sort of became... And it's it's an ongoing thing for me, I think. It sort of became a way to relate to my kids. Ooh. You know, to yes. kind of have this back and forth yes. relationship with them. Yeah. Um, As parents were always trying to do that as parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try... I mean, sure, I have my moments where I'm like, stop, don't move. You know, like, oh, let me take funny. a picture. But I think... A lot of it is me kind of trying to understand them mm-hmm. and in a way understanding myself by yeah. how I view them. Yeah. So that's kind of what brought me back to it. But I, again, I felt that film was the best way okay. to, to capture that Okay. because I felt, and I have a digital camera, but I felt every time I picked up the digital camera, it was just snap, I'm right. done. Right. With the film camera, I kind of had to pay attention to the lighting. I had to... Slow down. Be observant of their movement. Mm-hmm. Um, focus literally mm-hmm. on oh, right. what I wanted to um, be prominent in the picture, yeah, yeah. which allowed me to kind of look at that moment and take in the you know the multiplicity of mm-hmm. of that particular yeah. second that I was trying to capture, and also just a larger, just more maybe best uh, way you were being fully present with your kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes our parents were busy with doing eight thousand things, where I we're not always present with our kids. We try as much as we can sometimes, yeah. but you actually had to be really present because you're trying to capture this moment. Yeah, and I wanted them to feel like I'm here with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have my camera, but I'm here with you. Yeah, and I'm, it's uh, I've realized now as I as I've kind of progressed and I've shot my son now for nine years. Mm-hmm. That it is a lot about me and understanding yep. motherhood, too. Yes. You know, it, yeah. it has become this, like, self-reflective project mm-hmm. of watching his identity develop, yeah. but also watching the way that I've affected his identity yes. develop throughout yes. these years. So Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Great. A lot of layers there. Yeah. Because it's him developing. You're watching him develop. You're part of the development process of him developing. I mean, like, it's just like... Yeah. Well, I'm also kind of... Processing that too, and then mm-hmm. also you're over here, but you're in there at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Oh my god. And I think that's what's really important. I mean, I think what I want to focus on in all my work now is making work that says something. Yes. You know that 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 gives something, something that I want to see out in the world. Yes. That doesn't exist, or you know, my experience as a brown woman mm-hmm. with young children um, is very singular in particular, but yeah. also universal at the same time. It I is. Mean, yeah. You know. It is. And that's what, so the Black Dove Film Club, how'd you start that? So I volunteer as a mentor for Las Fotos Project, okay. which is a, um, it's a foundation in Boyle Heights, Lincoln Heights area okay. that teaches young women of color, high school students, okay. how to document their own experience. Wow. So I volunteered last semester and um, we did this project with the girls where they documented people with mental health issues. Oh, wow. So the goal was to tell somebody's story uh, with the purpose of making a difference, of bringing it to light. Um, there I met another mentor who also shoots film and we were kind of talking about how there isn't a space for us. Mm. So in the world of photography in general, it's very male dominated. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Very white male dominated. 
um, I was part of a, a gallery show not, I think during that time, yeah, it was during that semester, um, where I was one of two women of color um, and one of maybe three or four women. Wow. Um, and it was a great opportunity. That 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 group is great, but yeah. it kind of made me realize if I wanted to make a, a voice for myself or for people like me, mm-hmm. I was going to have to do it on my own. Hey, create what you'll see. Yeah, so we decided yeah. to start this up um, so that we could be supportive of one another. Yeah. And make a platform for ourselves. Okay. You know, with the goal of having shows that focus on women of color who shoot film. Yeah. Because there's so few of us. Yeah. But you know what? Surprisingly, once we started it, we realized that there were more of us than probably. We, yeah, of than, course. Than we're we not thought, the only know? ones. Of like, course, we're like we're we're the only two. Yeah, ever. Nobody else has it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. great. I, I love that because one of the things I did admire when I was doing research on it was that, like, yeah, you, you created something you didn't see. And that's mm-hmm. something I encourage everybody out there. You don't see it, make it happen. See it, be it, so to speak. Yeah. Just then be yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you're not sitting around whining about, well, we don't have anyone of color. There's no groups or anything. You're like, well, let's put it together. And yeah, see what let's happens. put it together. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we're we're going to be showing as a group. Okay. Uh, at Viva La Mujer, which is an event okay. next Saturday. Okay. It's going to be open for the whole week. Very good. Um, but that is also an event that started for the same purpose, kind of. Wow. These, you know, LA is saturated with arts events. Yes. Yeah. But oh, yeah. there aren't very many that focus on people of color. No. So, or women. Or so women, this right. particular event was made to highlight women of color artists. It's. Mm-hmm. Spoken word artists, oh, painters, oh, photographers, good. musicians. I mean, wow. it's kind of covering the whole. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's so. Uh, I think it's. I decided. I admire folks who could actually like you know can do that. I think it's great. Um, what What do you feel is one of you know? Can you talk a little about your upbringing and you know where you are today in your life? How's that affecting your work? Um, where you are right now? Where I am right now? It's actually affecting my work a lot so um a project that i've just kind of started working on also kind of that echoes the project with my kids and what's okay. going on is um so i'm divorced um but i'm in a relationship yes she is with an uber driver with an uber driver no. <laughs> who, drive, who drove me around who three drove years ago around. three years ago yes with a very very talented <laughs> very very talented man oh very talented very very you talented guys know man. him he's been on the show many times um but what I started realizing that I was capturing was him becoming a father to my two kids. Yes. So one of the things that I think is, is really affecting me is watching that relationship grow. Mm-hmm. And kind of the same thing, reflecting on how yes. it's <laughs> making me grow in certain ways. Yeah. Um, you're in it, and you're and you're on, you're on this side, and you're on this side. Yeah, you're like, being and then and then and picking up the camera and being yeah. a little bit removed from it kind of makes me. Yeah. you know how everything is coming together yeah. um, it really gives me good perspective being a photographer in other parts of your life are you a good big picture person can you see the big picture of things a lot of times or no no just photography that's <laughs> kind of what you got it. it's yeah. interesting, that's really interesting yeah why do you think that what's, what's going on there because in every other aspect of my life I rush oh, and I'm impatient oh how funny the only time that I can actually breathe and see things is when I have a camera in my hand. Okay, I like that. I like you said breathe. I like that. To see things. I like that. Yeah. Very. It's funny how we have professions where some ways or things we do that are, are we're really good at that, but doesn't translate outside of it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Maybe one day it will. Maybe one day it'll it'll as you it'll move all along. It'll come together. It'll all come together, girl. <laughs> um, so I asked my 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 guests two the same two questions. 
Um, I never tell them in advance what the questions are unless they watch the show and know what the questions are. And I don't think she did. So these are my two questions for you. Okay. With Cynthia. Number one, it's not a big, a big thing on language. I mm-hmm. think language is very important. It can stop us in our tracks and move us forward. I agree. All kinds of stuff. So number one, what is one word you think we should never say or not say anymore? In your opinion. In my opinion? Yep. Um, well, because this has become like our family motto, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. No more no's. No more no's. I like that. No, no more, more no's. no's. Um, what now conversely, what word do you think we should actually say more of or add to our vocabularies? Thank you. That's two and, words. But you, know, but you know what's so funny about that is that I'm a, I'm a please and thank you person. I just, I, I grew up in manners, I guess. I'm just kind of, but I, even beyond the manners thing, I feel like, we're, like you said, we're so busy, we're so rushed. Like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you? People don't say thank you enough. No, we don't take, we don't take the time to acknowledge the things that people do for us. Right. I don't think that we, we take moments with people to just say thanks. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I'm, not just for like, thanks for this water, but like, hey. Right. Thanks. I did an anniversary show with said person you're seeing who's one of the five people on there. I started crying like a baby because I was thanking them. I know. We're just no, it's, 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 it's more it's, fun it's not he, saying it. It's he who cannot be named. Exactly. He who cannot yeah. be named. Oh it's, our, it's our thing we're doing right now. I, kinda, I purposely have not said your name. As my, I did it on purpose. I purposely not say your name, but we know who he is. Um, but no, I, I started crying when I was thanking them, the five people, these five diverse, busy people who I admire so much on my show. I started to cry. Yeah. Saying thank you to them. Yeah. It feels like, good. It does feel good because we don't say, like, thank you. Just like, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or thanks, Mom, for, like, you know, making that pie for me yesterday. Like, whatever, like, whatever yeah. large or small it is. So I think thank you could be... Thank you can be shallow and it can be really deep. Yes. Oh, yeah, it sure can. Mm-hmm. I've been a little shady to some people sometimes. <laughs> I've said thanks or stay blessed to a few people and didn't mean it. Um, but that's another story. Uh, but but, but when, I, when you get a good thank you, yeah. you know it. And you're like, you okay, feel you feel it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, our time is, is up, basically. You are the best. Oh, well, thank you. you have to come if any other products that come on, you have to come back on the show and we'll yeah, talk definitely. more about them. Well, you know, with the club, we're kind of going through transition, yeah. so we're going to debut a new name okay. at Viva La Mujer, but it's going to be great. Okay. The women yeah. that are involved in it are amazing. Yeah. You know, amazing. we all the, the, the point is we're all similar, but we all have such varied stories. I love it. And see the world so differently, so yeah. It's good to, commu- it's good to collaborate with people who are similar yet different. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all, yeah. right? And that camera over there, tell folks where they can actually find you, find more about you and all the kind of uh, stuff. Well, on Instagram, I think that's my main thing. It's Cynthia M. Guillen. And my website, CynthiaGuillen.com. Yes. Go there. Some pictures. There's nice pictures there. See what's going on with her. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. I like saying, I like saying thank you. I love it. Thank you guys, you can follow Breaking Into you on Facebook. It's a page. Like it. You'll see my face on there. Like it. Uh, we're also on iTunes and we're on YouTube under Black Hollywood Live. And go ahead and subscribe to those pages, of course. And you can actually find this show, Breaking Into with Cynthia. will be on there. Also, be on my page, too. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. 
Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.